Good morning, everyone. So if you're already in your practice, you're welcome to continue. Just let the words arise and fall. I want to say a couple of things this morning. Just a small note to follow up on the Four Noble Truths first. For years I heard this teaching and, you know, we hear, okay, craving is the cause of suffering. And we think any kind of desire then is bad. And we get very sort of judgy and ashamed whenever we feel desire arising in us. And yet, desire is the way that it's... A certain kind of desire is what drives us to practice. And so sure, tanha, thirst, this kind of sticky, clinging craving, that's what we're learning to release. But there's another kind of desire in Pali called chanda that's onward leading. It's the fire for our practice. It keeps us coming back again and again. It's a wholesome desire that we need. And we all have this because without it we wouldn't be here. So the encouragement to listen for that longing in your heart. We have this deep longing that wants to be free and that is good. We want to listen to that. And we have to become very familiar. We have to make peace with that longing because sometimes we push so hard then in practice. Like, please, I just want this to work. So the Buddha has this beautiful teaching on the floods. He says that samsara, this stress and unreliability, it's like a big flood, a huge river. And through practice, we're crossing that flood. And often we get here and we just, we swim hard, don't we? And we want so bad a jet boat to get us across. Like, we try very hard. But one time somebody came to the Buddha. He said, Buddha, Buddha, how did you cross the flood? And the Buddha said, well, when I strained, I got too exhausted. And when I halted, I sank. And so it was by not halting and by not straining that I crossed the flood. He's pointing to this deep, kind of sustained effort. It's light, it's relaxed, it's trusting. And so I'll talk some about working with emotions. And the key part of this is really not to try too hard. We push our emotions away and we resist them. We want other emotions. We judge them. We can get all tangled up in the intensity. And what we want is this very soft, steady, sustainable kind of effort with whatever's arising, with the thought patterns, with the emotional patterns, with the body. We just trust one foot in front of the other, and that's going to take us. 
right? One stroke at a time across the floods. So emotions are so important to learn how to work with them in practice. Sometimes we think they shouldn't come. We have all kinds of reactivity about the emotions that show up on the cushion. But what we're training here is a kind of graceful allowance of recognizing them, like you'd recognize a good friend. One of my teachers calls these emotions our beautiful monsters. So we're not inviting them, we're not pushing them away, we're allowing them to come, we're becoming very familiar with them, we learn how to name them, how to abide with them, and then how to release them. Because actually we're not even releasing them, they go on their own. So we watch them come and go, and this this skill, and we're teaching lots of skills here, but this one is maybe one of the most helpful for a daily life. Because we're in it, aren't we, with our emotions? Ups and downs of things. So when we learn to trust their impermanence, we learn how to work with them skillfully with a lot of surrender, a lot of grace, watching their nature, their mercurial nature, honoring them, letting them pass. So much more harmony in our lives inside. So not halting and not straining will work some with emotions in our practice today. So you're welcome to find your posture if you're not already there. And as you're settling, you might just ask if your body needs just another layer or another cushion. Make sure you're comfortable. And let the stillness in the room settle your body. And come back to your home ground, your anchor. Maybe that's feeling sensations in the body, groundedness, pressure, pulsation, coolness. Maybe it's opening to the field of sound. Letting the sounds come and go in a wide field of awareness. And if the breath is your home ground, I'm spending a few minutes here just tracing the rhythm, the natural pattern of inhale and exhale.
And as we sit and breathe, you might tune your attention to notice if there's a particular emotion present for you right now. It could even be a subtle kind of mood. Just a little brightness of joy. Or maybe contentment is here. You might be feeling a little downtrodden, struggling in some way. Or maybe fear, maybe anger, maybe a quiet happiness, whatever's here. We first get very familiar with this particular mood or emotion. So we recognize it. We might even name it. Oh yes, this is boredom. This is wanting. This is anxiety. And notice how it is when we simply recognize without any resistance. This is how it is, this emotion right now. If you can't find one, this is not a problem. Sometimes we think we should feel more than we do. Or we think we should feel less than we do. And it's really okay if there's not a clear emotion or mood present, just stay with your home ground, no problem. And so whatever emotion you might be noticing, after we recognize, we allow it. Can we open fully to this particular emotion? Maybe it's delight. Allowing yourself to be delighted. Allowing yourself to feel ashamed if that's what's coming up. You might feel doubtful or a quiet kind of dullness. We allow it, whatever it is. Yes, a quiet yes to this experience. Often we might think we're allowing the emotion, 
But when we bring our full mindfulness, we notice, oh, there's even subtle patterns of trying to fix it or meditate it away or change it. Can we be with this deep, unconditional allowing, abiding with the heart, however it is in this moment? And so as we deepen into allowing, sometimes there's a natural kind of interest that can come. Oh, how does this emotion feel in my body? Sometimes it's hard to find, but notice if fear has a kind of contraction in the belly, or anger brings heat, or contentment has a deep kind of settling, or joy is a sparkling lightness. See if you can notice how is this emotion felt in the body. Just a gentle interest, no pushing or straining. Just get curious about it.
And if you feel steady and grounded in the body with this emotion, you might also just drop in a very quiet question. Something like, what else is asking for my attention? Is there something here with this emotional experience that's asking for me to see it? Not getting too caught in the thoughts, but we can understand perhaps how some of the thoughts and emotions respond to each other. And if it gets too noisy inside, we come back to the body, just knowing and allowing the emotional landscape just as it is. And then lastly, if we still have the same emotion or mood, we can bring in the reflection that this experience, it's not me or mine. This non-identification with the emotion. This is part of the human experience. If there's a word for the emotion, most likely others have felt it too. And so can we see it as just part of nature and release some of the contraction and the clinging, the stickiness that we have that this is all about my unique idiosyncrasy or weakness, problem, Just human experience unfolding. 
Not me or mine. Just natural. Can we hold it with this kind of spaciousness? Staying curious and open to what we can learn. And in the last few minutes of our session, if you're ready, just coming right back to your home ground and finding some calm, settledness, just in the body, breath or sound, letting the practice carry you.
offer just a few more words on what we're doing with emotions. And we'll have some time for Q&A. Some of you might have recognized this practice. We often have an acronym for this way of working with emotions called RAIN. So our teacher, Michelle McDonald, uh, created this acronym many years ago. And Tara Brock, also our teacher, um, with all of her work with students and therapy and meditation instruction, she popularized it and changed it. She tweaked it a little bit. So sometimes you might hear a different version of RAIN from Tara. So I'll just name it briefly for those who are new to RAIN. So what we just did, first the R, we recognize. And sometimes we might think, sure, sure, I'm just bored, or yeah, I'm angry. But recognize, especially when you have some momentum in practice, you can be very precise about what particular mood or emotion you're feeling. There's this great story about Joseph who was doing his self-retreat at home, as he is now just across the way. And he was feeling something uncomfortable, and he was like, what is this feeling? What is this feeling? And it took him some days to realize that he wasn't feeling ashamed or humiliated. It was a very particular flavor of embarrassment that he was feeling. And once he could name it and be precise, the relationship changed. Like, oh, yeah, that's what my emotion is. So you can be very interested and curious. How? What exactly is this that I'm, that I'm naming, that I'm feeling? Recognize. And then allowing. This one's very powerful. It's probably my favorite part of RAIN. Because we're always having some kind of push-pull. But can we get into that unconditional, just, okay, yes, this is it. I can be with this. The I in RAIN, often you might hear it as investigate. So asking some questions around what else is my attention, what else is asking for my attention, or what's the most painful part of this emotion, what am I believing about this emotion. But investigate can get kind of thinky, kind of too many thoughts. So I like to think about I as a quiet interest. I'm just interested. I'm curious. What can I learn from this? What else is there? So it can have a very soft touch, this interest. And then N, we just did this, the N was non-identification. Or sometimes I think about N as this is just nature, not me, not mine. So we're bringing in this reflection of anatta, of not-self. We're recognizing it's impersonal, it's just emotion. Nobody to possess it. And then Tara, with all of her work with uh, clients and students, she changed the N to mean nurture. So often we feel very dry and just very, it's difficult, right? Working with these emotions, it's hard. And so it can be helpful to bring in a softening kind of compassion, nurture, right? Nourish yourself. But the R and the A already have compassion in them. So you can trust that when we're recognizing and allowing our emotions, we're already cultivating a quiet kind of care. 
But of course, you're always welcome to bring in more at the end. So sometimes I'll do R-A-I-N-N. <laughs> because we might think, sure, I'm compassionate. But we can always use a little more like, oh, okay, I nurture, I care about this. So that's rain practice. So you can play with this throughout your day. Don't get too serious about it. Um, the rain is helpful for feeling our emotions. And I did just want to offer one more quote, and then we'll open to questions. Because sometimes we can hear all this stuff around sensory craving and craving for becoming, and we do think that good meditators just sit perfectly still and they don't really have any emotions anymore, right? They've kind of practiced all those away. And what I find, the more I practice, the more actually intense this human experience is. The emotions feel deeper and louder. Sometimes they do. It's like I'm becoming more human, actually. Deeply humbling to see that. Like, wow, I'm so angry. (laughs) Takes me aback. But the change is that we're relating differently to them. I'm not, it's not a problem anymore. I mean, sometimes it is still for sure. (laughs) But there's a lot less drama, right? Okay, very intense rage. This is what's happening. So we want to feel that full range. We're not shutting anything out. We're not bypassing. It can be really easy to bypass emotions in this practice. So Audre Lorde, she's been such a teacher for me. Her beautiful essay on the uses of the erotic, if you haven't read it, I recommend. She's very deep in her dharma, I think. So she says, For once we begin to feel deeply all the aspects of our lives, We begin to demand from ourselves and from our life that they feel in accordance with that joy which we know ourselves to be capable of. So we're opening to the full range of deep emotions and there can actually be a different kind of joy and satisfaction in just being alive and knowing we can surf those waves. Less of a problem anymore. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.